2: Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch.
3: Good morning, this is Yowie Central, welcome to the show. You're listening to 94.9 Main FM and I'm Sarah Bignell. Yowie Central is where you'll hear the latest on Yowie research in Australia and you get to explore the fascinating realm of Bigfoot, Sasquatch and cryptozoology from here and around the world. And because there's all sorts of strange and mysterious phenomena going on out there, we also delve into UFOs, the spirit world, paranormal events and anything else strange or spooky. We're diving straight into it today folks. I have none other than Gary Lynn, a.k.a. The Finderer, (laughs) joining me this week to give us an update on the latest field research that he and the Australian Yowie Research Team have been doing up at the Gold Coast. Gary is an integral part of the AYR team and was part of the research team that captured the groundbreaking thermal camera footage of two Yowies earlier on this year. As often happens, we ended up chatting for well over an hour, so today I'm just going to play you part one. Without further ado, here's Gary. (laughs) you guys have been having lots of adventures of late. So I'm really glad you said let's have a catch up because I'd love to, I'd love to hear an update of what's been going on for you. How about Shannon's place and all those amazing finds?
4: Yes. That's that's a big wow, that place.
3: Oh my Um, God.
4: (laughs) I mean, like, you know, it was back in August that um, he had some action going on. I went in there and checked it out and found the big X marker and, a, 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 y, a, a Y symbol type thing stuck in the ground and uh, a couple other things. And then from there, um, you know, I, I tried to make some kind of communication and stand my own stick in the shape of a Y and stuck that in right behind the one that was placed there. And I, I hadn't been there since August. And then yeah, myself, uh, Dean and Shannon went out on uh, Sunday to check out a trail, which is our current location. Uh, for our current research location. And then once we got home, you know, because, as you know, like myself and Shannon live on the same mountain, yeah. and, you know, having a coffee in the park, just talking things through, and then we're like, we should go check out your place, because on, on the Saturday night, so the, the the night before uh, we, went, we went bush, he had some action at his place again, which was uh, heavy bipedal walking and running, or slash running, and when the, his daughters came home, about 30 seconds after they went inside and shut the door, he, he got a big tree knock from that sort of X market area. So we thought, well, you know, we've, we're already out, already out and about and energy's up. So let's let's go back to his place and see what we can find. And yeah, we walked in there and wow, um, <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't expecting to find that much Uh as you saw, those those two those two palm trees that were pulled down in an arch, and the the palm leaves were tied together. There's a twist and snap tree break beside those Y symbols. So about about a meter to the right was 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 a small tree which had been you know, snapped off, uh, snapped and bent over and twisted, which is you know a common trait. But the big thing was as well for that that small location was you know there's a few track impressions that measured around 16 inches as well. Uh, but that Y that was placed and you know, I, I put a Y in behind it as I said and now there's a rock behind my way uh, behind, behind my Y with a stick laying out the top. Yeah, so among, among among other things, you know, with the uh, that, that snap and twisted tree break and there's some six and inch like track impressions around there as well. Uh, but one thing that definitely stood out, which is possible retaliation to my attempted contact, was behind my little Y stick was a rock placed up against my wire with a stick laying across the top of it. To me, that means something. You know, something's definitely going on, uh, apart from obviously having the, um, the, the interactions or the, the vocal-type encounter that Shannon had Saturday night with, with, with the heavy footfall and the tree knocks. Uh, and basically, yeah, we, we, we followed the signs uh, down the side of the mountain. Kept finding more tree breaks, just general breaks. Um, which you know, it that, that still it still signifies something when when these these young saplings are still green and fresh. Keep going, keep going. There's some more. There's, and also we come across our first rock stack, which is only two rocks, so nothing crazy. But it was placed in position that you know it wouldn't be natural. Keep following the signs, and we found more rock stacks. We found another symbol that we've not only like this. is This again, this is this is on our mountain, on Beechmont, and. Our, as people know, our, you know, our, our other research areas of Springbrook, where we've got the thermal images, where, where Buck got those amazing images at night, uh, we found this particular symbol that we found on, at Shannon's property on Beachmont. we found that symbol in multiple, multiple locations on Springbrook as well. So that right there correlates something. So that, that particular symbol, we, we need to find out what that means, or at least close to we can start to try to use that symbol as a point of reference for contact,
3: meaning that the the Y symbol.
4: Uh, no. So th- this one was like a. How would you explain it? Like if if you picture when 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 a child draws a house. Yeah. Uh, so the square with the roof on top, but the arms that go up to the roof they 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 continue on like, I guess like legs. We're we're not sure which way that this symbol is meant to face. Again, oh, that's the, that's something that, that we'll have to do some research and try and collaborate with, with some ancient symbols, something like that, ancient Sumerian or something like that.
3: Was that was that the one that looked like a backwards four, number four?
4: No, this one's different again. Ah, oh, Different uh, one again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So pretty much like with like like if, if you took a square and a triangle, yep. Put the tri- put the triangle on top of the square. And then the line that would connect the bottom of, the, like the where where the, where, the, where the triangle and the square would meet, you take that out. So it's it's then one got it one one uh, triangle square shape. Yep, yep. But then, so if if you take the point of that triangle, and if you continue those arms another six to ten inches past that, so that like there's there's excess. on on top of that yeah so that that that's 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 the symbol that we um we have found in multiple locations on Springbrook as well.
3: Kat what's the distance between Beachmont and Springbrook?
4: As the crow flies it'd be about 10 kilometers.
3: So not that far really?
4: No definitely not that far um as you know as as people know like the, the the whole Gold Coast hinterland is ripe with activity uh there's constantly reports coming in uh you know we up, up on beach one of the, our, our latest report as you know was only about two months ago which is only uh about a kilometer from my place and that same witness uh, contacted us again about two weeks ago so i went and met up with her and she had some more stuff going on on the other side of the mountain the the whole the whole mountain well, the whole gold case hinterland is mm-hmm. ripe with activity
3: she, was she? She was the witness you mentioned to me just recently, who told you about uh, a goat man-like creature. Was that the one?
4: C- correct. Wow. Correct. So, can yeah. you tell me
3: about that? I might, I might be jumping around here. I think you were, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you were telling me about Shannon's place, but let's we can finish. Let's finish Shannon's place, and then um, we can move on to that witness because that yeah, sounds cool. fascinating.
4: Yeah, Norris. No yeah, so once once we found this symbol. That Again, we, we, we found in multiple locations through, through the Gold Coast hinterland. We then turned around, like, like literally turned around to find the most intricate symbol we've ever found. Uh, it would have been a collaboration of, I'd say 12 to 14 sticks, creating a triangle slash house looking structure. Multiple sticks going in, in parallels in different directions. But a very fascinating part of that that symbol was there was a there was a triangular triangular type rock that was placed in the middle of this this large symbol or hieroglyph, whatever you want to call it, which was standing up with with everything around it with this symbol the, the way things were placed with, with the way these sticks were placed again with the parallels and that kind of thing and three this way two that way, and then have this 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 triangular rock standing up right in the middle of this this symbol it it blew us away. And, you know, we, we stood there, we, you know, we're, 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 I, I, I overjoyed to be honest with you. But the problem was, like, it didn't stop there. Like, beside that was another palm that had been snapped off and woven through the vines. Mm-hmm. And we go down a bit further and we found another rock stack. Uh, we, 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 we found, a, we found a, a big teepee structure up against the tree, which was beside one of the rock stacks. And then beyond that, we found another two rock stacks on top of logs. And then down a little bit further was another very intricate symbol, which was kind of like a triangle again, but with no base. A a TP type symbol with two horizontal sticks perfectly placed on top. This whole area has all of a sudden come alive. Um, It it, it is. Yeah, sorry.
3: Oh, no, I was just going to, I'm just looking while you're talking. I'm just looking up those amazing photos that you sent us. Um, and the, the palm fronds when I first saw those photos blew me away. Like that is – you've got to have hands. That's not a natural –
4: Exactly that, right. There's
3: no way that's naturally formed at all.
4: Exactly right. Um, well, the thing is, well, like, like you know, is, is, is it a possibility that, that it is human intervention? Like, yeah, we obviously can't – we can't 100% rule that out. Uh, but, again, that, that that is trespassing. And you, you, to get to this location, you have to walk straight, literally – straight past shannon's front door so again you you can't rule it out but you would expect the way that those palms were tied together if it was done by human hands you would expect some kind of like a, a a human type knot which there isn't it's it's like it's woven like a traditional or tribal basket as such
3: yeah good point that's true that's true and i can see now i can see now that symbol that you were trying to describe to me the with the the, the house with the without the roof yeah. bit, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and the one yeah. from Springbrook, yeah, yes, absolutely, yes. they're so, exactly the same.
4: Exactly, exactly yeah. right. It's Just it's just the size that differs. That's yes. all.
3: Yeah, how exciting!
4: It is. I mean, like you know, as as you know, you know, we we don't stop. We we keep going out as much as we can, and you know, if 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 there's a destination to get to, we'll we'll try to get there.
3: How does Shannon feel finding all of this stuff in his back garden? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he
4: was—he was he was—he was, he was excited. Um, he was definitely excited. However, um, the more we found, and because it is very close to his house, uh, the the more that we found that day, the more unnerved he became.
3: Yeah, right. Well, um, it's not surprising. Again,
4: he, he, yeah, well, he, he's still excited, but he's, he's just a little bit concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't, I don't blame him. I mean, it's all, it's all pretty close to his to his house. How far away? So, how big's his property?
4: Must um, be a few acres. It is, yeah, definitely a few acres on the side of the mountain. Right. Um, so it's not easily accessible. Uh, like his his place is one of those homes that's been built on the side of the mountain. Um, so there's not much flat ground apart from the driveway and a little bit around the house. But for the rest of it, it's all the side of the mountain.
3: Right, right. And it's, as you said, really hard to access. It would be unusual for someone to prank him.
4: Correct, correct. Uh, and what what what, what also uh, correlates with all this is this particular location, pretty much across the main road, is a location that Dean... Years ago, had a lot of activity and a lot of reports coming from from this particular street. There are a few more houses up there now, which kind of has blocked off the end of the street because uh, there, there used to be a trail that used to go off the end of this street, which went down to the mountains. Which surprisingly, that end of that the end of that street is above our current research location. Oh right! So there there there, there is some corroboration there with with the location itself
3: and you've so, been finding with that latest location you've also found quite a lot of symbols and signs oh, there as well very much
4: so yeah. very much so so a lot a, a lot a lot of tree structures so a very very big x horizontal logs that were balanced up up in the forks of trees and other trees pulled back as a form of pressure against these these, these horizontal pieces and what we what we also found as well was a lot of we call them lean-tos it was, it was just a, a quick and easy expression to, to pick up on. Sticks that were say a meter and a half to two meters in, in length were lent against a tree, and then be another tree. But you know, when, when, when we found the first one, it's, it's just a stick against a tree. It, it, it didn't mean too much. Um, you know, that, that sort of thing can, can happen quite easily and naturally as well. Uh, but the, the more we looked, we we end up finding thirty to forty of these sticks leaning against trees of different sizes and that kind of thing. Uh, the thing that makes it interesting is 95% of these these sticks that they that were leaning against the trees were leaning against the trees in a southeast direction. Right. Like uh, we we don't know why because there there, there there is a water source in there, but that water source wraps around, so the southeast doesn't actually point to the water source. It points to a part of the water source, but you know, um, again, that creek system wraps right through there. And then once we found that, we found more and more, and we, we, we found other trees that have been placed in forks, which you – because one, one thing we do we do once, once we do find these, these kind of structures is obviously try to rule out what it could be before saying what it possibly is. And one thing that you should always do is look for the root source of the tree. So res been if, if it was an older tree that did break off and it did fall over, which, you know, as everyone knows, it does happen all the time, but you will find a root source on the ground from that tree. And a lot of the time, once you do find that, then you know, it's, 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 it's just natural causes. Uh, but in this particular location, a lot of these structures we found had no root source to them. And then there was another one that we found, which was placed in the fork of a tree, but you could see it had been dragged a metre to a metre and a half, and there was, a, there was bunched up dirt and grass in front of the base of this tree. And you know, as it's 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 quite easy to understand that when trees fall they, they, they don't drag themselves across the ground.
3: No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. I would give my I would give my left arm, maybe not my right one, but I'd give my left one to to know what all those to know what what it all means, like what what they what they mean to communicate to each other with the placement well, of that's them.
4: exactly right. I mean, well, that's exactly right. Like, you know, as you know, like I've been looking up ancient Sumerian and, and, and other ancient languages, trying to find a correlation somewhere with these symbols. Like we, we get close, but nothing close enough. Uh, we've we tried to copy their symbols with other symbols we found. Uh, I think it was the ancient rune stones. So we found a symbol which was close to symbols we'd found out in the bush. And this particular symbol from the ancient rune stones means giant slash friend. So we start placing these symbols around um, <laughs> that's, in these areas. And, that, and
3: that's pretty cool too, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but. Uh, yeah for sure but, for sure. How, but what it, it, what a, but what a coincidence if it is one
4: definitely definitely but yeah the the only thing was you know once we did that we we didn't get any any um any feedback from i guess you could say like the, 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 there's nothing <laughs> i mean like the, the the only significant feedback i think i've had would be at shannon's place when there was that that why stick in the ground i replicated it and then we got the stick the, the rock and the stick and the the, the twisted tree branch right beside it and then obviously tied together palms to me that was a form of communication back at me or us or whatever yeah, um, yeah. but it's very hard to look there, there's so many ancient symbols out there so it's it's just a matter of just keep on pushing forward and keep trying to 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 collaborate and communicate
3: and you know whether the Yowie people have the same understanding, well, well, yeah, whether they actually use the same meanings as uh, that are depicted in ancient texts and ancient runestones. It's, yeah. For it's sure. For sure. That,
4: that, that, I, f- I think as well, I, I think uh, we we tend to put too many modern homo sapien thoughts and ideas into them. Yeah. I think with, with a lot of it, especially with, AYR's research, we, 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 we tend to try and put a bit more of a tribal uh, mindset into it. Because, I mean, obviously, the, these the, the these Yowies, these beings, are a lot more intelligent than, than, than what people give them credit for. And they've been proven to do so many, you know, time and time again, that they are an intelligent race. Um, but I think sometimes we, when you start to think a bit more tribally about these symbols and where they're placed, as opposed to modern iPhone technology and that kind of stuff and the way that our, our, our minds work these days, things, things tend to make, make a little bit more sense when, when you start to corroborate, you know, cave systems and creeks, uh, food sources, how close these symbols are to civilization. Like, I mean, I guess, for example, uh, one symbol that I always thought was like a stop sign, which was the, the, the big X markers, because I, I did find an X marker uh, a few years ago not far from where I live and this X market seemed to represent don't go past here because behind here is a bushland. We, we, we have cover. We have safety. You go past this X and we start coming into homo sapien civilization and those those crazy hairless monkeys that you know, drive the big square boxes. <laughs> uh, I used to think as a stop sign, but after, from, you know, from the last probably 12 months, the Xs that we found I'm starting to change my ideas. Like it's maybe it's, it's some kind of a. Not, pe- people said, said like it's a, it's a boundary marker, a, a territory marker as well. Uh, but some of these X's we find, it makes no sense to have to ha- to have a territory marker there, unless there's some kind of slight significance that we can't pick up on because we we, we obviously, we're not we're not on the inside of the circle. Yeah. Uh, that other troops, there's some kind of special arrangement with these axes. One, one, one arm's taller than the other for a specific reason, and it's the left arm that's taller than the other. And that right there is a sign to other troops to stay out of this troop's area. Because, or... you know, for, for, for the Gold Coast Interland, from, from what we sort of work out, yeah, there, there, there are three different troops that do actively get around the Gold Coast Interland. Are, are, are they connected bloodline-wise? I would I'd say so in some, in some regard. Do you think they're actually
3: separate groups or is it the same group?
4: Well, you know, are they same groups or, or are they separate clans, so separate mm-hmm. family clans. Yep. Uh so I mean, like, like they, 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 they could be related by blood. But they've got their own they do their own thing and um you know, like myself and my my wife and daughter and you know, we live here on the Gold Coast and my parents and sister they live two and a half hours away. So is is it that kind of situation as well?
3: Yeah. Well, and if you think about it, the young, if they follow the same patterns as uh, most animals do, the young males will certainly start wandering out by themselves and looking for their own mate to create their own family. Is Yeah, it, correct. Yeah. So, do, you know, it doesn't, I guess it's not uh, implausible to think that they do the same thing.
4: No, I like that, that right there, which as you said, comes back to we don't know enough to say exactly what they mean or who they are. So all we can do is continue to try and learn and just basically do our best and pick up on those subtle subtle differences here and there and keep striving for that communication, uh, keep, keep striving to try and understand where these beings are coming from and what, what they do, how they interact with each other. And I think... As well, I, I think the, these interactions are going to become um, a lot more, just for the fact that there are there are a lot of housing uh, housing developments going up in in more rural areas, yeah. uh, which is obviously you know taking over their, their front yard, their backyard, their lounge room kind of thing. So you know once 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 you've been getting around these areas, you know this like this is your territory. It has been for all your life, and all of a sudden a bulldozer comes through and puts up a big a big brick home. Um, we're going to start to see a lot more encounters and sightings just just from that aspect aspect alone.
3: Yeah, I mean, even as a result of the pandemic, the amount of people who are moving out of out of Melbourne. Just I'm just talking Victoria alone, the amount of people who are m- moving out of Melbourne up to my little country town is insane. But from what I've heard, the amount of Victorians just in my state alone who have moved up to Queensland in the last oh, six yeah. months or so. So you might find Definitely. that the, the poor old Yowies up there are just getting inundated with dirty Victorians. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I did see a, a stat there a couple of weeks ago where the Queensland government expected around 5,000 people in general to move to to the Gold Coast uh, or southern Queensland, I should say. And I think the actual number, with, all, with every, everything that's been going on, I think the actual number was closer to 30,000.
3: Wow, that's just intense, isn't it? For
4: sure, well, you might as well just pack up and move up here. While while you still can. I
3: know. Well, uh, p- trust me. <laughs> trust me. I'm. I, it, the thought has crossed my mind. Definitely crossed my mind. <laughs>
4: and then, and then you, and then you can come out for the overnighters, and you can be bait.
3: Oh, thanks. Well, it probably would be better being baked than sleeping anywhere near you and Buck with the chainsaw snoring. Me, I
4: don't. I snored once for like thirty seconds.
3: <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon Dean must snore as well. He just does not listening hey, to himself.
4: Well, he he doesn't sleep. Like I think he he has like a, f- a five minute sleep here and there, but otherwise he just lays there all night awake. And just right. And it's like. And then, like the, the the next morning, did you hear that? he what? Oh, about about, about about quarter to five this morning. That big tree knock. Uh, no, I was asleep, mate. Oh, okay.
3: Why did you sleep all night? <laughs> well, that's what that was like. He was describing um, the last trip you did with. Uh, was it Steve when you were, you were camped in three different camps?
4: Yes. Yeah, so um, that's that's our our current research locations.
3: You're listening to Yowie Central on 94.9 FM.
1: Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash newsadfree.
0: That's 15% off at com slash ACAST.
4: So, okay, so, so people understand why we are there. So a follower of the page, Wade, who we actually brought along for that last day of night, a great guy, awesome guy, Wade Matthews. Uh, he and his son went into this area one night just in a random camping experience. Like They they, they do this kind of thing all the time. Wade, Wade, Wade is a seasoned bushman. Um, he has amazing camp setups with Versace type hammocks with fly screens and everything out of the top. You know.
3: <laughs> that sounds like my kind of hammock. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, yeah, this, this this particular location, which again is off the northern side of my mountain. Uh, he and his in there just to say they Saturday night getaway camping, you know, nothing too far away from home, but still still out in the bush with creeks and the wilderness, but, you know, Still uh, not, not not too far from home. And, you know, they, they, they got in. They, they they set up their camps, the swags. They had, had the little fire set up beside the creek, listen to a bit of music. And from about, I think, was, I think it was roughly about 7.30 when they started to hear some strange things th- throughout the area. And again, keep in mind, people, this, this is the area that we, that we found these big X markers, with all these lean-tos, like 30 to 40 lean-tos, uh, trees that have been dragged, a metre or so, length into trees, stick structures that are like thin, like still a, a metre to a metre and a half long, but very thin, like a, a sticky little finger jammed in the ground and against each other. Um, so an, an area full of activity. But Wade and his son, you know, they didn't realise that. So they've gone in there about 7, 7.30, they started to hear some strange, strange things started going on. Uh, dogs in the area from from nearby nearby property started to started to bark quite quite aggressively around the area. A little bit later, they 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 heard what what they described as a woman screaming. So it went from from a, it started off deep, but that 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 deep section didn't last very long. It went very high very quickly, and yeah, they 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 said it sounded sound, like, sound like, like a woman screaming bloody murder in the bush. So obviously that's that's a bit weird in itself. Dogs bark and then they hear that. Yeah. And then a little bit little later, they, they start to have stones thrown oh, – yeah, s- s- small stones thrown at them. So from where on the creek, across the creek is a ledge that's probably 20 metres up, uh, which up on top of that ledge and that area up there is, is where a lot of these tree structures are. So throughout the next couple of hours, they had 30 to 40 stones thrown at them. Um, at first, to forty, well, like, that heaps, thirty to forty. Yeah, Wade said he, he tried to count as many as he could. And he used it, thirty to forty rocks. Got thrown. Nothing's nothing be like sort of the, the the size of marble kind of stuff. Nothing, nothing crazy, and nothing thrown directly at them. So they were thrown in the trees above them. So they could they could hear the tr- the stones coming through the trees. They would hit the tree, and then dropped down beside their camp. And Wade actually saw a few of these stones when, when they hit the ground. He actually saw a few of them bounce across the rocks in front of their camp. And then that died off, and then a couple of hours later, they heard heavy bipedal walking around their camp. Being, being an experienced bushman, and he, he, he's also done a lot of pig hunting as well. So it obviously takes a bit more to unnerve him while he's out there, but he, he, his son got a, little, a little, little bit anxiously excited, but they were okay. However, they did find the next day coming back out a palm tree that had been pulled over onto the ground, and there was a big rock placed on top of the palm tree. What does that mean? No idea. But he 100% believes that that was not there on the way in the day before. So he he then contacted myself, and then I then passed it on to you guys. So we, we all had a conversation about it, and that sparked off our current research location, which then frustratingly was the night that we got so so frustratingly close to getting another thermal image?
3: <laughs> what happened? What close. happened? <laughs> was <laughs> was okay, that? A, oh so shit! Had... I forgot to press record. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I blame Buck and Al for this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's <laughs>
4: always it's always. No, it's really. always. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> with, with this particular location, so we had three base camps in a triangular position, so north, south, and west. The western base camp, which we just named C1, was the, uh, the the original base camp that Wade and his son stayed at. So we thought let's 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 have a base camp right there because that's where the action happened last time. And then off to the north, as the crow flies, it'd be roughly a hundred and 20 metres from C1 to C2 to the north which is where Buck and Al were camped out and then myself and Wade we were probably 160 170 metres roughly south of their position uh, still still up on top there near, near all those lean-tos that kind of thing and then our camp was roughly about 80 metres uh, direct direct line to uh, Dean and Steve down, down, down at C1 so as, as, as the night progressed, we, we we started getting a lot of tree knocking in the area very early on. Like even before it got dark, we started tree knocking, mostly from our south, which which there there, there is a lot of rainforest in there and uh, other other deep bush and a few hills that kind of thing. There there was a point where we could hear tree knocking across our other side of the track. Myself and Wade had already come in from the other side, just just checking the area, which we did find. As people who follow us have seen, the sticks in the ground that we do find, uh, we found the biggest stick I think we've ever found, which would be about five and a half meters long, jammed in the ground, and a succession of sticks jammed in the ground on a wildlife trail that we followed down the hill, which then you know is one stick, two stick, I think it's about six in total along this wildlife trail, and then from across the creek we could hear this tree knocking, so we took off into the bush trying to. Catch something out, like just try and spook something out of there. Again, this isn't daylight. You now, when your, your balls are a lot bigger in daylight than they are at night time. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so 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 we we, we went into the area where, where we could hear this 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 tree knocking, and unfortunately, once we got in there, there was nothing there, and I, I was just on a mission trying to get here, get there, get everywhere, try, trying to see what I could see and hear something, spook something to move. And Wade's back there calling out, Gary, Gary, wait! I'm like, no, I'm I'm, 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 i was just on a mission. I'm going. Anyway, what he's calling me for was that back in there, he, he actually found two symbols. Of, um, in in a clearing, one of those symbols was actually a triangle, uh, which was your your, your typical under over thing that that, that we do find in, in Springbrook and that kind of thing. So there's definitely something going on there. But I think once we made our commotion crossing the creek and get over there, we, you know, we, we we missed it. Uh, and then as the night progressed, the tree knocking did not stop. Mo- again, from pretty much the southeast to the south to the southwest, all, all in, this, in this area. And later that night, look, a few other things happen. You know, obviously go out and we we go for our, our, our walks in pairs with, with the thermal cameras to try and see what we can see. You know, obviously not 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 to try and stay in one spot. You know, get around and you know because obviously. These beings don't work to our timetable. We have to go find them. Yeah. So while we're out there doing that, myself and Waker hear something in the creek about 200 metres west of our location. If you can picture, if 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 you're trying to catch a fish or something in a creek, in, in a shallow creek, and it's your hand your hand going through the water trying to catch something, use that kind of noise. So we're down there trying to find that. We through a couple of faint hits and inches, but nothing to, nothing to get too excited about. So things like this happened throughout the night, and then there's a point where we were all back at our own base camps, just doing our own thing, having spiders drop out of trees on the, on the way our shoulders and shoes. Oh. That, that. That was great fun. They, they, they weren't small spiders; they were like big, big huntsman-looking things. Like, ah. what's on my shoulder? Oh, it's just a massive spider dropping out of a tree. Great. Which, which, on turn, which that 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 made Dean go buy one of these Gucci hammocks. <laughs>
3: <laughs> of course, it did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't blame him really. Oh, <laughs> imagine, I, imagine I, if you're lying I, in your I, hammock I, in the middle of the night and one of them lands on your face, will you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, I I had bad
4: arachnophobia when I was a kid from some bad experiences, it, it, and it, it's only since I moved to the mountains, I've been up there six years, that I'm comfortable with spot. Not, not that I want to buy them a beer, but I'm comfortable with spiders. <laughs> but jumping out of trees, landing on my shoulder and, my, and, my, and on top of my shirt, no. No, That's no. That's starting, starting to push the point. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, so, uh, yeah, a bit later in that night, we're all back at our base camps, north, south, and west. Everyone's just, you know, doing their, own thing, doing their own thing inside their own base camp. Myself and Wade, we're just sitting there just, you know, talking about life, talking about Yowies, as we do um other encounters and sightings that that that, that have come to us from, from around Australia and that kind of thing. Even local encounters and sightings. And Dean comes over the radio and says we just had a rock land in the creek uh, right in front of us. And the way he described it was not that it, it bounced down the cliff. It was a clean swish into the creek in front of them. So as soon as he did that I pulled my, I was sitting in my camp chair I pulled the thermal camera up and I was looking up in that direction, like straight straight after he, he said that on the radio, and I could see a a head like heat signature which was bright yellow through the camera, and bright yellow, uh, that's definitely something.
3: Yeah.
4: And again, it, it was it was a, a head shaped heat signature bouncing through the trees, and straight away I went out the radio because because it was in that sort of general direction where Buck and Al were camped out I got on the radio I said Buck Al can I please have your location and you know because you know they're old and you know I guess they, they have to wake up and stuff <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get back to me quick enough and I said again Buck Al what's your location and at the same time I'm watching this this head like yellow heat signature bouncing bobbing through the trees and Unfortunately, they took a bit too long to get back to me than what I would have liked, and I stood up to try and get a better vantage point on this heat signature. But because of all the trees that we're looking through and the dense scrub, when I stood up, obviously changed the angle of my view and I lost it. And then Buck and come out of the radio go, Oh, yeah, no, we're, 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 we're back at the base camp. So I said to Wade, Let's go. So we, we jumped up and took off up in that direction, uh, and we, we, we got to what I, what, I can, what I can estimate as the rough area of where this heat signature was, which is pretty much halfway between our camp and Buck's camp. And whatever it was, wasn't there. There, there, there was no other wildlife, like zero wildlife in that area. Um, myself and Wade both had thermal cameras. We both panned around. There was zero, not even a bat. And we're pretty much in line halfway between Buck and, our, uh, Buck and Buck's camp and our camp and in line west with Dean and Steve's camp. And we still could not see Buck and Al from our position. They were still further away. So we actually walked another 40 to 50 metres toward their location, and then we could start to see their heat heat signature through the bush. So whatever it was, Buck and Al, and it was 200% not Dean Dean or Steve because they were down in the creek at their base camp. So whatever it was, you know, we obviously can't say what it was, but you know, just putting the pieces together, rock lands in the creek, I pull the thermal camera up, there's a headlight heat signature, bright yellow, bobbing through the trees. Uh, Buck and Al confirmed it was not them. And again, the distance with the thermal cameras with how thick the scrub was in that particular location, we couldn't we, we, we could not see them anyway. Even even if they were jumping around at their camp, we would not be able to see them from our distance from the, from our location.
3: How how high so, off, how high off the ground do you reckon that that head shaped? Oh, uh, very
4: signature? very hard to tell. Very hard to tell because well, where where we were positioned was on a slight decline. Um, elevation level, bike and Al would have been probably seven, seven to ten meters above us. Um, but yeah, you know, just with the 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 angle of the land. Yeah. Um, and again, as I said, you know, once we got halfway between our camps, we still couldn't see them. It was once we got past halfway, then we could start to see them at their camp. Right. So it was definitely something in between us that was bobbing through the trees straight after Dean and Steve had a rock thrown in the creek right mm. in front of them.
3: It all sort of points to one of our hairy friends, doesn't it?
4: Well, it does, you know, with with, 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 with the tree knocking, with the tree structures and the stick structures and, the sticks in the ground, the big X markers, um, Wade and his sons encounter only only two two weeks before that. So yeah, you know, well, obviously you can't say you know one hundred percent that's exactly what it is, but when everything adds up to itself, that's a very high possibility.
3: Yeah, for sure. And
4: again, is is super frustratingly close to to get to getting something on thermal because I I hadn't started recording. I didn't, didn't even take a photo because I'm not trying to add Buck, Al, what's your location? So I was, I was, I was expecting you to be one of them.
3: Multitasking, but, Gary.
4: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, my my my, my hair my, my my hair's starting to get longer again, so I'm starting to work things out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you won't be able to multitask until it's down to your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> we shall see. <laughs>
4: I can't. I, I can put my own pants on in the morning. That's the main thing. Oh,
3: excellent! That's good. That's good for everybody, really, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> when so? When are you heading out there next? What's the next? We will
4: be back out there next weekend. So the 29th.
3: Cool. And you're going with with six people and setting up the the three small campsites. We are. Sites? We are. Yeah. That
4: yeah. It, it, it actually worked quite well. Um, I, I think like like I I actually think that. Whatever it was that was running around, because like that night, uh, Dean and Steve they they had movement around the camp most of the night. They actually they even heard something across the creek. Buck and Al they they said so they they had bipedal movement around their camp as well. But myself and Wade we had nothing. I, I think I think like where we were, I think that we were sort of hidden away, and no one or nothing knew that we were there. Our our, our camp is very peaceful all night. So I think we are. Like that, that set up with, with the three th- the three camps, the three teams of two, it worked well because we we, we, we we were camped away from each other but not far enough away that you couldn't get to those locations quick enough. And I think it, it also covers a lot more ground as well, uh, especially, you know, we, 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 with our camp, we, we were sort of deep in the bush as such, and we, we, we had like an overhang which overlooked a creek to our south, which we, we heard rock clacking, we, uh, we heard, had the tree knocks, we even heard a rock. What, 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 what you would describe as if you if you lob a rock and it comes through the trees, and it's boom, boom. boom. That's it because you just lobbed it up and it comes straight back down. It was, it was that kind of that uh, that that kind of noise. So that whole area is is completely active. And again, that's off the northern side of My Mountain, which My Mountain has consistent activity sightings encounters over the years.
3: I wonder if you're you were observed by the, if there were any Yowies in the, in the vicinity when you guys went into camp, did did you all go in together as, as a group of six and then split up or did you go in separately? 50-50.
4: Uh, I think it was, yeah, sort of, when we, we, we went into the area sort of as a group of four to six and then once we decided where we were going, uh, we, we, we sort of split off. So Dean and Steve, they, they, they disappeared first and then I was talking to Buck about, where I reckon they should camp out, and then they head off that way. Then myself and Wade went to another location. But once we got up to our first location, it wasn't a very good vantage point, so we ended up uh, cancelling that one and coming back down the hill and getting to it to our location there. So where where we originally went would have been uh, probably 200 meters east of Bucket Now. And probably 300 meters east of Dean and Steve. Uh, but again, like for, for a vantage point for us personally, it was, it was no good. We we couldn't see anything, and even to try and get out of there, um, if we had to go explore, it, it would have been it would have been like, like a, a bulldozer going through the bush. It was just a, a lot of leaf litter on the ground, and yeah, it, it was just no good. So we ended up changing location to 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 where we actually ended up.
3: I'm dying to hear about the witness you spoke to the other day and what she told you. Did you say she was Aboriginal?
4: Yes, she has a, a heavy ab- Aboriginal heritage. Uh, so yeah, her 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 family, her her tribe, uh, they obviously you know they they have their 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 beliefs and their followings, as a lot of tribes do, and she. Went on to say, like where, where she where she, where she's had uh, things happen up in the mountain with heavy footfall. Um, her her original encounter up on up on the mountain up on Beachmont actually her her brother was moving out of the house, so she was there helping clean the clean the house for for, for the 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 bond and that kind of thing. And it was about seven thirty at night, and she decided to go out the back door for a smoke, and she could hear some rustling down in the backyard there. So, yeah, she wasn't thinking anything about yowes. She's thinking like rabbits or something like that. But it was still still enough of a noise for, for, to pique her curiosity to go check out what it was. But the light for the back steps was, of course, at the bottom of the steps. And we're, we're talking about a stilt home, uh, probably about three, four metres up off, off the ground. Uh, again, they, 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 these are houses that are half built on the side of the mountain. And she's walked down the steps, flicked the light on, and this, just saw this big mass take off. That freaked her out. She ran back upstairs. And I, once, once the report came in, I actually contacted some friends of mine who, who live almost next door to, it, to where that happened. And he said, funnily enough, they, they, had, they had a friend stay, I think it was about a week before that. And this, this particular friend, she gets around, like she ha- has a van, she, she gets around the van and sleeps in the van, like, like a camper van type setup. And it was about five o'clock in the morning where this friend, this friend said she had something knocking on the van, but enough to shake the van. But she, she just thought it was her friends or my friends going for an early morning walk. So she thought, yeah, whatever, went back to sleep. And then later on found out that it wasn't, and they were still in bed at five o'clock in the morning. And this would have been mid Mid winter, so it's still quite dark at that time of the morning. Um, and again, this, this this was a week before this this particular witness's encounter, almost next door. So this this, this witness contacted me about two weeks ago. She took me up to, to another location on the mountain, uh, told me what's what she's heard, what she's what she's seen, what she what, what 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 she found found this particular part of the mountain. And once she took me up there, once I, once I let her tell me what she was telling me. And then I then went on to tell her that yes, we we've had rock rock clacking and stick stick um yeah basically rock clacking uh, on that side of the mountain as well. I've found stick symbols on the ground in that particular location as well. The very last house up up the up the end of the street, which is all big properties, uh, the very the, the occupants of the very last house have actually watched two yaois walking side by side going down this trail. So once I told her, she, she kind of freaked out a bit because, you know, it obviously corroborates everything that she's told me and told me what she's experienced. And then just through general conversation, she was telling me that when she was younger, uh, out towards Warwick, going to a school camp, that way they had a roadside, a road crossing as well in, in, in front of them, this 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 being uh, the road, so that, that, that they'll do about 100 kilometres an hour, and this being steps out and crosses a road in three steps. They lock up the they, they lock up the band. Come to a screeching halt, They jump out. There's nothing there. And then she wanted to tell me that the area west of the Gold Coast, surrounded by desert, uh, and a little bit further south toward Kerry, the Kerry kind of area, um, her her tribe, her people regard that area as an evil place. And she spoke about the Junjiri out that way. She spoke about the Goat Men out that way. Wow. Uh, she didn't have any personal experiences, basically talking about what her tribe and her, her family follow and believe and what, what they've been taught down through generations. So I'm actually trying to get her on for an, in, for an actual interview. Uh, she said she, she might have a few issues with what stuff she can and can't say, as in what she's allowed to say and allowed to tell yep. uh, the, the general public. Um, so she didn't go into too much about the goat man kind of thing because I think she was feeling a little bit anxious and, you know, what can, what can, can't can I say? Yeah,
3: okay, um, that's fair enough.
4: Yeah, so I'm still trying. Um, I mean, I've, I've got her number. We've we, we, we spoken a few times and we are going to try and get something lined up and hopefully um, she can talk about why her her tribe feel that that area west of the Gold Coast, Rambo Desert, Kerry is an evil area, as in evil energies. That's evil so energies and yeah, you know, goat men, jundidi, and she 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 even mentioned the with with the jundidi to stay uh, stay stay away from the jundidi because they're the little evil bastards.
1: Yeah, right.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, and even on even on saying like that 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 sort of areas a little bit uh, west in the south of bit, Desert, it? We've actually had a lot of um, sightings and encounters coming from out that way too. I think I think we had we 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 had a lady contact us on through Facebook. Uh, yeah, six months ago, I think it was, where she took some random photos of this big cliff edge that she liked as I was driving along. And when she got home and she was looking at the photos, like the, I think there was three three photos in succession of this big cliff face as I was driving along, and there was, there was this big black mass that was that moved in each photo. There's obviously stuff. But I mean, on saying that, you know, it's, it's all pretty close to the Gold Coast hinterland. I mean, Gold Coast hinterland does stretch back a fair way from the Gold Coast as well. Yeah. Our, our past O'Reilly's and that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah, they're right. Right, I'm so dying so, to head up that way and uh, and just even even just to drive around and get a feel for all these places that you guys talk about. I I, I can I can look it up and Google it, but it's not the same as yeah having no, a picture no, in not. your mind, is it?
4: It's definitely not. Like, you know, you you can look at Google Google Maps where you want, but it just doesn't actually show you you know what what the area is like. Like, yeah, yeah okay, there, there, there's a mountain there, but we actually see it face to face on on a horizontal plane uh these places look nothing like what google maps says.
3: yeah 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 well i would love to i would love to hear that that witnesses stories particularly about the goat man because i was so it's the first time anyone has told me about seeing one of those creatures when i uh spoke to wendy uh a couple of weeks ago that's the first time anyone's Told me firsthand that they'd seen one of those creatures. So I'd be yeah. fascinated to hear what the witness that you spoke to, what 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 her people um, for sure know about sure. That creature. That'd be really interesting.
4: I mean, it's it's one of those things where you know the the more that we that we learn, try to learn and we hear and we are told and we read and we see, you know, it's. Many many years ago, you know, a, a prime example. I've, I've always been interested, as you know, in in the paranormal, in in, in what I say is now the the, the real side of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm with you. I'll, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I was very much one of those people that said, you know, Bigfoot. Okay, that that's only that's only in North America. You know, I, I was one of those people too. Like, I I didn't discount anything. I just said, ah, that, that that's definitely a, a North American thing. And then, you know, once you once you come across Dean's. Uh, com, Australian Yowie Research, and then you start to see, oh, okay, maybe this isn't just in Australia. Uh, and then you have more more personal experiences and things happen and little, little things start to click and add up in your mind of, hang on, maybe that wasn't a dingo that was following me when I was 16 going to meet some friends out camping uh, near Toowoomba. Maybe that was something else.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Uh, things sort of add up and... More and more people come forward with their with their encounters, and you know if one one person says they saw a goat man, okay, cool, we'll we'll just take that for what it is. So then you start having other people talk about similar aspects, uh, similar sightings, and they're from different locations. They have no relation to each other. Then you start to pay more attention. Yeah. Uh, so as, as 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 life progresses and these these things continue on as they do, because they you know they don't stop you become a lot more open and more intrigued and you you, you tend to realise that there's there's definitely a lot more going on in this world than, than what we arrogant homo sapiens think there is.
3: Gary Lynn of Australian Yowie Research. Remember, if you've had any strange or mysterious experiences and you'd like to come on the show and share your story with the Yowie Central listeners, let me know via yowiecentral at gmail.com or via the Yowie Central Facebook group. That's it, my friends. We've run out of time for this week. Yowie Central will be back next week, same time, same place, On 94.9 Main FM. Catch you next week. Stay safe.
2: Out in the cold, out in the dark, something's lurking at the edge of the park. People be warned, people beware, there's a storm on the rise and it's covered in hair. Hear him cry, hear him howl, looking for someone to disembowel. Claws like a hook, eyes like coal, feet so big they're gonna crush your soul. They call him Sasquatch. Can't see under the darkness behind the trees of your diamond ring. Your fancy jacket won't be worth a dime when you're sucking the blood right out of your spine. cry.